Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Alex. And this is... Hugs and Misses. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hugs and Misses, where we talk about the dates that ended in hugs and the ones that did not. Alex, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm on the the recovery. Are you, Were you sick? No, I... I don't know. I, I think my head is just messed up, because, like, my jaw is always like sore and now like my eye is also hurting as well so i think just the whole right side of my face is falling apart from what though i don't know i think that's like the signs of a stroke oh okay well i'll keep i'll keep an eye out thank you i'll make sure you're okay if i just start sounding weird or i fall out of my chair we could just stop early <laughs> we'll just we'll call it a night yeah you thanks. know move on maybe maybe go watch anime or something how are you doing though oh fine fine i mean little damper was put on my favorite holiday just because everyone was either sick, dead, dying, and or, you know, just gone. Yeah. So it was it was kind of a bummer, but I mean, I got to spend it with my family. We always have like a Halloween party, so that's always that's always fun. Chili, hot dogs, candy. I didn't even that's the thing. I didn't even eat that much candy because I wasn't feeling all that great. Mm-mm. And so I, I didn't even gorge myself. I just ate as much as I would any other night. We didn't buy a candy bowl. This year, or not a candy bowl, but we didn't buy candy for our candy bowl, which is like, we didn't expect kids to come to our house anyway, but it was never really about the kids. It was always for me. Yeah. And so (laughs) I didn't get any candy this year either. Well, we need to change that. You and I need to go get some damn candy. I want ice cream. Ice cream is good too. I love ice cream. Should have put that out for the kids. One <laughs> handful. <laughs> all these, all these random like things that people hand out, like one bag of Sprite per person, please. <laughs> Warm egg. You're just <laughs> scooping ice cream into kids' bowls <laughs> or into their sacks. Uh, one cigarette. Enjoy. You can take. You can only take two. Uh, but I mean, besides that, relatively fun, good time. Yeah. No, it was. It, it was a delight. Good. I enjoy Halloween. Good. Hope everyone enjoyed our special Halloween episode last week. I did. That was a fun time. That was a fun time. Um, For these, well, maybe I'll just, like, come out and say it. But we're going to, what we're going to do here on Hugs and Misses is we're going to get to 50 episodes, which will take us into January, and that'll make it an entire year since we started the podcast. And that'll be, like, the, the, the first and most likely the only season. Um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep doing this and we're gonna keep having fun, but, uh, yeah, for these, for these last 10 or 10 or so episodes, we're just gonna keep it loosey goosey. You know, not that we already (laughs) haven't been doing that. The very, the very little amount of plot that this podcast had (laughs) has now gone out the window. (laughs) There is, yeah, there, now that, now there is no structure except for the intro and the outro. Have fun, everyone. (laughs) Everything else in between is completely unpredictable. Every once in a while, we're going to be talking about good dates, bad dates, and everything in between. And that leaves a lot of room to wiggle in. I'm, and I need a lot of room to wiggle in. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big fella there. Um, but yeah, we've we've been talking to a few of our fans and just like some of the things they'd like to hear. So you know, one of the things that we saw is apparently, oh my my wife is calling me. I should probably pick this up. I'm gonna should I stop the recording or should I just you know make this part of the recording? Let's what? see what she needs. You know, this is part of a relationship. Hi, babe. How's it going? Oh, just, just you know, bitching, just recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. No, no. What do you, What do you need? What's up? Oh, your lashes. Oh, good. Well, 
have fun. And uh, by the time you get home, dinner will be made and ready. Okay. Love you. She didn't say I love you back. <laughs> Should that be? Is that? Who's, whose lash is he in? <laughs> <laughs> whose lashes? Is he bigger than me? <laughs> um, no, she's getting her lashes done. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Trust me. Right? <laughs> I am cautious. I'm cautious as well. But uh, she didn't say I love you back. Should I be worried? No. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not like a common thing people say to each other. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. I don't know. <laughs> what you're trying to tell me is I should be worried. She always says it. What? 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 She this time. Call her back and ask her. I'm gonna text her. I'm gonna text Let's her. Let's make this a whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna text her. Why didn't you? Why didn't you say you loved me back? I'm no, kinda... you you need to like call her out on the spot. You can't give her time to think of an excuse. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. We're, if this is gonna be the podcast, we're yep. gonna make this a whole deal. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> we're gonna do this. Like, Hello? hey, why didn't you say I love you too? I did. I didn't hear. I did you hear that? I didn't hear. I it. didn't hear it. I love you too. Okay. I'm just, you know, just making sure. <laughs> whose lashes? Yeah, whose lashes? It's a man. I knew it. I knew it. I freaking knew it. I um, called that dude. Oh, no. Oh, God. Well, I hope you and Lashes are very happy together. He sounds ethnic. Big. He's big, strong, and burly. Oh. Oh, no. oh no, he's from Burley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super sexy. <laughs> he's from Burley. Jeffrey, edit this out, please. Okay, well, I'm just making sure you still love me, even if you are driven into the arms of another man. Uh-huh. I love you. <laughs> love you, too. She seems so done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, babe. Oh, she's going to leave me. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, do with do with that segment what you will, Ian. Leave it in or take it out. I I'll, don't care. I'll leave that in. Whatever. It's interesting. It's something different, you know. She'll oh, yeah. probably be pissed, but what else is new, right? <laughs> what, else? what else can we do as far as something different goes? Uh, well, no, anyway, we were talking to several of our, well, our only fans, and uh, not they, our only fans. <laughs> well, not like that. I'm saying the f- the the only fans which exists. Right. Uh, Phrasing. Yeah. So we were talking to several of them, and you know they gave us a few ideas about what they wanted to hear. So um, one of the things they wanted to hear just some some good and some bad dating stories from us. Some other ones that we haven't talked about, and uh, some some unique ones that maybe didn't blossom into what we thought they were going to. Maybe some missed opportunities. Some. Some missed loves. Now, again, that's not to say that I think we missed out on anything, because right now, my life is perfect as it is, of course, and my relationship is strong, as you could obviously tell from that phone call from my beautiful wife. Ian looks directly into the camera in the top right corner of the room. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't spy on me. Um, But yeah, so gonna do that i'm gonna have fun if you don't like it then uh you know we'll do something different next time it's all good it's all good in the in the hood or in the very rural hood where we are right now so i think the hardest part is gonna try to think of something that i haven't already talked about as far as like 
You know, I only went on like a handful of dates anyway. I know. No, I. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like you know there was probably an occasion where me and Jennifer Aniston were at least in the same state, and we never like met up. Oh, that's a shame, right there. And that's probably one of the saddest stories I can think of. Absolutely, that's that's a damn shame. I'll tell you what. There's uh, maybe I was just a little bit more of a whore than you were. Back in the day. No, we can't. We can't use whore. We have to. Can I not? Empowered. But I'm telling. I'm, t- I'm talking about myself. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I'm taking back the word. I'm taking. I'm making um, it my own. Yeah. So I am a daywalker. <laughs> you are. You are a daywalker, bud. That's a good thing. It's my word. You, you have. You have you, the power. You. You can't say daywalker, but I can say daywalker. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ginger. um so with that uh let's 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 get into this let's talk a little bit about it so i mean since we start with hugs let's start with the good things first so i think all in all in high school or even beyond that that's the thing we've talked about this before but in high school i dated a whole bunch and in college i didn't date at all Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) at all and i think that's because my self-esteem was just shot completely shot well, that that story you told us before didn't pro- probably didn't help much. No, and that's the thing. Yeah, that was like the first episode mm-hmm. of Hugs and Misses that we talked that we talked about my worst date, quote unquote, date ever. Yeah, after that, I don't think I ever even tried again. Well, why would you? No, there's no. I don't. Want, I was so sad. I definitely. I mean, I already had like such little confidence, even when people would make it apparent that they wanted to hang out with me <laughs> not even just like girls but people in general i'd be like oh no you, you don't want to do that what's that thing that he said oh, he's john mulaney says something like let's play a game do my friends all hate me or do i just need to go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game in high school it's exactly it's exactly every single day but in high school i think i was I don't know. My my friends, I had an opportunity under unfortunate circumstances this last weekend to see some of my friends from high school. Um, not saying that it was a bad, bad time. I'm just saying the circumstances in which we had to meet were unfortunate. Okay. Um, but I was able to see them, some of my, I mean, who, who I can say were probably my first true friends. Because even before this point, I didn't have f- what you would call friends. I had many, many acquaintances who thought I was quirky. <laughs> sure. Um, and oh, Ian's great, da, da, da. but I never really had any friends before these guys. And so, it, you know, the unfortunate circumstances which were present made me very sad. But at the same time, I was just happy to see him. Mm-hmm. And they're the kind of friends, and I'm sure you have some of the same kinds. They're the kind of friends where you can pick up with your lives. You can go on, do your thing, even for maybe a year at a time. And then get back together and pick off exactly where you left off, as if nothing, as if nothing changed. Yeah, and there's even new kids in the mix, right? And so that that's the kind of friends that these guys are. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really good to see him. And we went to dinner with one of the couples. And uh, you know, Cass likes to hear all about high school Ian and about what he was like. And I give myself a lot of grief for high school Ian because I'm embarrassed at every turn like i said before it's those moments when you're either standing in the shower or laying in bed thinking about nothing and some of the most cringeworthy embarrassing moments ever pop into your head and you make an audible yes yeah so that's who i that's how i felt like my whole high school experience went but talking to them 
my friends really made me feel better. You know, they're just like, you weren't a bad kid. You weren't this. I'm like, you guys, you're just too nice to me. You're just too sweet. But, uh, yeah, I dated a lot of weirdos. I was a weirdo and you know, for the best, I guess for the best at this point, as far as, I mean, Ian as as who he was, I definitely felt like I was a hopeless romantic to a degree. Oh, yeah. And I was always sure. interested. I was always interested. And we talked about this, too. I was always interested in, like, the exclusive relationships mm-hmm. because I felt like if we didn't have that title, that that stupid arbitrary title, that there was nothing to keep them from leaving me. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, people use that excuse all the time. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants that title who who has that as their goal so like if i don't if she isn't my girlfriend then she's just my friend and my friends leave me all the time (laughs) damn it (laughs) i mean yeah that's and and i would always say oh girls want to be taken out on dates yada yada but i mean like i never really had any money right as far as dates went i went on dates you know pre-dance dates you know to the zoo to you know, to Lagoon, which is our local theme park here in the good Those old state of Utah. expensive dates? Well, I had like a season pass, you know, so it's like... Oh, well. <laughs> and we had to pay for one person. Missed a money by But again, I, I, I didn't... I mean, I should have gone on more dates, like more events, right? It mostly just like the whole... And, and a lot of the older generation will give us crap about this, but it was a lot of hanging out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and from there, everyone kind of pairs off, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I... If I hung out with girls, I'd know what you mean, but I've heard a lot about that. But yeah, dude, for sure. Like, I wish I had actually asked girls out more, and I had actually oh, same. Like, absolutely not been so worried about the title of having a girlfriend, mm-hmm. because that was just so stupid, especially in, like, elementary, not, I guess I wasn't super worried about in elementary school. I was always, like, kind of the same, like, the hopeless romantic, kind of like, oh, like, one day I'll be married, and I'll have my own you know wife and this is like in elementary school and he's like kid you can like wait for a little bit like you got some other things to worry about but uh yeah and then in middle school it was more like if i don't have a girlfriend i'll die and (laughs) it's like all the hormones are kicking in and Mm -hmm. you're just like listening to the fray and crying your heart out and you're just like i just I remember doing like the most ridiculous things to like symbolize my love for these people that like half the time I don't think I ever actually had a girlfriend in middle school. I just like <laughs> we talked to each other and they tell me they liked me and I told them they liked I like them. But that's as far as it could ever go cuz like you were saying you don't have money, you don't have a car. Like what are, what do middle school couples do? Nothing. Dude, that's exactly right. They don't do anything. I was the same way in middle school. I was um, I was, I was just like, oh, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend. Will you tell, I'll tell my friends to tell her friends to tell her this, you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. And like, hey, she'll go out with you. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. Now, now what? what? <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, when do we start handholding? When do we do this stuff? And then like the next day it's like, hey, um, no. <laughs> She's breaking up with you. <laughs> She's breaking up with you. Yeah. And then you're like, no. <laughs> like, but we were supposed to be for together forever. I thought we had something special. Do you remember in middle school when people would actually be like, "Oh, they're together, like they're yeah. dating," oh, and yeah. they'd like the playground. They'd be like standing on the playground. They'd be holding hands, and they'd be like in a circle with their friends, and all their friends would just be standing there, like looking at them, like <laughs> they're <Cool>. like dating. <laughs> 
like all the guys are dating or like all the guys are looking at him like oh, they're dating and all the girls are like why isn't that me oh yeah it's the same it's the same dynamic man it just makes you think you like live the same life as other people which you kind of did we all kind of lived the same life in that way it was all the same it was all the same crap and garbage you had to deal with but it's just so weird because it's middle school it is no, like have you seen a middle schooler like recently yeah it's a baby you're yeah, a baby. It's a small child. I'm like, how can you have these thoughts? You're like, you know, you're just, just you're, you're just a, wee. You're a wee one. <laughs> you're a wee. You're I can't wee. believe that I had these thoughts in my head at that age, or even at that height. And I thought like, we're supposed to be together forever. And she broke up with me. I was like, dude, like, you don't even have to like pay taxes or have a job. Like, <laughs> I wish I would have listened to my parents a little bit more when they talked about that. They're like, bud, you've got so long. Why are you heartbroken? And I'm like, it still hurts. And it was just at that time, like that was what had impacted me the most. And again, I understand perspective. Oh, sure. Right. But to me, that was the worst thing that had happened to me. Right? <laughs> besides, besides, experience. besides grandma great dying you know that was the that was the epitome of heartbreak right this feels the same as a funeral so yeah i i i feel sick i don't know why it doesn't hurt technically but it does hurt and i'd almost rather hurt physically than hurt why how i'm hurting right now but now but now you can go back and look at these kids that you like were obsessed over in elementary school or middle school and be like oh oh my god they're not hot no. And my wife's like, well, yeah, that's because you're 25, Alex. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, I can't legally say this elementary <laughs> school age child is attractive. But hey, Alex, if I've got a naked picture of myself from when I was 17, is that technically child pornography? Ask your dad, Ian. He's a lawyer. <laughs> dad. Um, <laughs> you want to make that part of the podcast? Yeah, I'll, I'll make that phone call, Please too. call your dad. Dude, no him. way. Do it. Not, first of Do all, it. it's, oh, it's, it's almost after five. Hold on. Please. Oh, let's see. Okay, here we go. We're gonna we're doing this we're now. We're going down to I the bottom say, of he typically, things. He typically this. keeps his phone off. Hold on. Oh, oh it's ringing. Here we go. I hope he answers. Hey, Dad, how are you? How's it? Uh, how's the post-Halloween sugar crash going? Good. Good. Unfortunately, I, did, I can't eat a lot of that candy anymore. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, yeah, no, I felt the same way. I, I didn't hardly eat anything that night. <sighs> Damn. Oh, well. Tis, tis, tis our lot in life, I suppose. I have a legal question, Dad. If I have a picture on my phone of myself naked when I was 17, is that technically child pornography? Uh, that's a good question. Why? <laughs> just for academic purposes, I really just was curious. Uh, well, it's of yourself, and you are a minor... So why would you even want to play with that? Of course it is. <laughs> See, there we go. See, exactly. So I don't have a picture, just so everyone knows. I don't have a picture of myself naked when I was 17. But I just figured, uh, you know, to ask, because it was an interesting question. You know, whether or not Adam had a belly button in the Garden of Eden. You know, one of those <laughs> questions. Well, and of course I'm going to give you the safest answer, which is the, the protection answer. And that is, 
Absolutely not. Absolutely. There you go. There it is. Absolutely it is. So do never have a picture of yourself naked anywhere anyway. Or anyone else. Just to, just to be safe. Well, that's the, that's the perfect answer. Thank you, Dad. Bye, bud. Love you. <laughs> Love you. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, bud. Bye, bye. <laughs> there you have it, folks. From <laughs> from that's a lawyer right there. That's free. That's free legal advice. Uh, so I'm Don't probably actually going to have to give you anything. Yeah, I'm probably actually going to have to pay him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got calls my, you back. I've got my father on retainer. I probably just scared the hell out of him, to be honest. Like he's probably going to call, text me back, and he's be like, "Why did you ask me that? Do you are you in trouble?" Like. <laughs> Like, no. It wasn't a naked picture of you at 17, was it, Ian? Like, I'm doing it for my podcast, Dad. <laughs> um, Gosh, dang it, Ian. Anyway, this this kind of this kind of this call thing is kind of fun. Catching people off guard. We should do it more. I was gonna Thank say. You. Now I call my wife anyway, and ask her obscure questions. <laughs> my dad is seriously one of the best, most generous people. I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and obviously being raised by he, I'm a lot like him in that we can sometimes be a little loud, maybe boisterous (laughs) sometimes. Yes. And, and, and borderline (laughs) inappropriate, but my father is, he's just, he's awesome. I mean, seriously, one of the best people. And, and speaking of like relationships and stuff, anytime I had this kind of problem, right. He'd always be like, do you want to go for a drive? And, and that's how we would, that's how we would talk through things. And, you know, board, like high, middle school, high school in that, in that arena, he'd always ask like the f- same three questions, um, beforehand. He's like, is she pregnant? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Are you on drugs or alcohol? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Are you gay? And I was like, no. He says, okay, what's up? <laughs> and, and I don't think that's because he was like, you know, oh, God forbid my son is gay or, you know are on drugs or anything like that. I just think he had a prepared speech. For, I think, for, for I think it's a lot easier to answer. You know, it's a simple yes or no question. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, so, and my dad, and I'm a lot like my dad in that I like to get to the point, which is probably why that phone call scared the hell out of him is mm-hmm. because like, I didn't really give him a clear answer, <laughs> but I, I like to have a clear answer. So maybe that's why he'd ask me those questions, but he'd always ask me those questions when I wanted to talk and he'd always, you know, take me for a drive. And it, I always really, really appreciated that. Oh, absolutely. What's like the best advice that your dad ever gave you when it came to girls or relationships? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Do you want me to? Do you yeah. Want me to why don't you go for, for a second? Yeah, and you yeah. You go. It? You go, and I'll I'll think about mine. <clears throat> so I remember this isn't the best, but this is definitely the one that stuck with me the most because it was just so off. Like I, it came out of nowhere. There was no pretext to it. We were just driving around. Me and my dad, and my dad is a truck driver, so he's not at home a lot. So whenever he was home, we always like had son and father time. Right. So we're just driving around in the car, and we like got ice cream. I was like a little kid, or no, this was a lot soon. This was a lot earlier than that. I think I was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in high school, and we're just driving around, and my dad's just like, "So son, you uh, you seen any girls?" And I was like, "Yeah, dad, I have a girlfriend, and yeah. I I've been dating a girl for like a year or so." Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, just uh, just try not to have sex with her. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah, the, the more you don't do that, the easier the easier school will be. And I was like, okay, dad. <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> and then that was the 
end of the conversation. There was no pretext. There was no like <laughs> something on your mind, son, or like I've been thinking about talking to you about this. That was just like, hey, uh, try not to have sex with her and uh, let's go home. I think your mom's almost done with dinner. <laughs> All right, glad we can talk about that. That just that just stayed with me for. It's probably going to be the way that I talk to my kids about that. You have a boyfriend? Cass and I, yeah. Cass and I are very much on almost the opposite sides of the spectrum for that. She's very Mm -hmm. much of the, like, the opinion that, like, no, we don't talk about that. We don't acknowledge that. We we just talk about that when they need help with it. And I'm like, no, we need to be completely 100% open with them Mm -hmm. and walk them through it so that, like, they're not confused and caught off guard by things. You're but, the Adams family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that way, yeah. You kind I of watched uh, Adams Family Values yesterday oh. where they're in the hospital <laughs> and the girl's like, and then the stork dropped the gem and the gem grew into a small fruit and then it hatched into a baby. And then when it's just like, oh, that's cool. Our parents are having a baby too. They had sex. They had sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. I think on the, on, the, on the note of the fatherly advice, I mm-hmm. mean, besides, like, the legal advice, right, that my... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not that I've needed a lot, people. Not that I've needed a lot. But I think <laughs> one time we were talking, and for some reason, one of my first great loves... And I, I'm not, I won't say her name, right, because we protect the identities of the innocent. Karen. Um, what? <laughs> Did you say Karen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Karen. Because that's yeah. what we call all the girls. That's right. So this Karen... Um, this girl, um, was definitely a little bit more experienced than I was. We were the same age, but she definitely, by the time we were 15, 16, had already had like sex and already, Mm -hmm. you know, was at the point in her life where, you know, she was ready to do that with other people. Right. And I very much was not, Mm -hmm. um, being raised not only as a little Mormon boy, but from my father, who was a divorce attorney and my mother, who is his clerk, basically, (laughs) They um, consistently were talking to me about all the difficulties with <laughs> children, <laughs> right? Not just out of wedlock. Yeah, out of wedlock, and 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 the difficulties there that arise from, uh, yeah, custody and whatnot. So I remember think this girl, we had broken up, and I think the reason it t- it was so hard on me is because I didn't think because my self esteem was so low. I didn't think I was ever going to get someone as attractive as her again. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about like the brass tacks and like the base reason, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I can say it was about oh I loved her, oh we connected, oh <laughs> no. No, it's basically because um she was t- she was she was kissing someone else and I couldn't kiss her anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's uh, let's be straight, right? It's that primal instinct like, hey, that's <laughs> yeah, that's mine, you know? And and that's really messed up, people. That's really messed up and you shouldn't think like that, but but you know, you get jealous. Everyone does. Exactly. And so this 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 girl, one of my first great loves, someone who is very adorable, someone who is uh, cute and fun to be around and we make out a lot and <laughs> um, but it was it was one of the first difficult things because like I said I'd never experienced the pain before right or the jealousy pain and this is when my dad took me aside and was real with me and he's like no you didn't connect you didn't bond you're just you're just angry because you don't get to you don't get to touch your tits anymore <laughs> And my dad was super real with me. Like and that's I was the like, way he said it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, dad. And he's like, yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, don't. He's like, don't pretend to have some, it's like deeper understanding of this. You're like 14 You're fi- or 15. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have, you don't understand yet. And so, you know, he was like, well, what do I do? And he's like, listen, 
what did she say to you? And basically I told him that this girl had come to me in a desperate hour because after we had broken up, she apparently got with somebody else and she was afraid she was pregnant. Oh, which wow. was, yeah. And she's like, would you stay with me if I was pregnant with someone else's baby? And this is some heavy stuff for like a 15 year old, right? Like, oh, geez. Karen, and so I've not, got only, not only at that, yeah, not only at that point did I have to deal with the realization that like, oh, somebody has been having sex with a girl that I really liked and that it wasn't me. Right. right. But now she's asking me, you know, if I still want to like be with her and if I want to raise a child with her when I was 15 years old, especially the time period yeah. between and how so, soon you broke up. Yeah. 16, her. 15, 15 or so, maybe I was 16. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. I think I was a little older. I think I was 16. I'm just saying like, yeah, how shortly after she got oh, with yeah. someone else. After oh, yeah. you broke up. With exactly. Her. And so I, I told my dad this and I'm surprised he actually wasn't more. What's the word? Like astonished or treating me, you know, like a child as he, as he did, because he was actually very reasonable about it. Mm-hmm. Because if I were to hear my kids say something like, I'm like, are you stupid? You're a child. You're both babies. You shouldn't even be involved with this person, let alone like considering being with this person. Right. And, but he was very, you know, understanding, but at the same time, he was very straightforward and bold with me and saying, you're, you know, you're just jealous that somebody else gets to be with her. Mm-hmm. And you're just, just jealous that someone else gets to touch tits. No, yeah. And I'm like, what do I do, dad? And he says, listen, Ian, I don't want you to worry about any of that. I want you to think about this. And this is the other thing that stayed with me. It's like, if you have sex before you're ready, you're, 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 that's stupid. Mm-hmm. If you have sex before you're ready without a condom, you're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> a lesson that is timeless. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Right. But I mean, it, it just appreciated how real he was with me because honestly, it stuck with me. Right. And that was like the first big breakup, I guess I would say, or the first big heartbreak. Right. Because she continued to try and be my friend, quote unquote, friend mm-hmm. or or romantic buddy or whatever. Right. And again, I wasn't the greatest boyfriend or, or romantic partner. Again, I'm not blaming everything on her. Right. I was kind of a little tool bag, too. I mean, I was she somebody, doesn't sound great. Again, no, exactly. She, it wasn't. It wasn't a great situation. But you know, I was somewhat emotionally manipulative because I figured at that point in my life, I had figured out that I was somewhat. Well, I have a silver tongue, you mm-hmm. know, and I could, and I could talk my way out of most things. But I could. I mean, my father's a freaking lawyer. I could never talk my way out of anything with him. He saw right through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saw <laughs> right through it, and so he knew I was being emotionally manipulative. Um, he knew I was trying to talk my way out of this and justify even considering, you know, being around this girl and he just cut right through it Mm -hmm. and he's always been good at that. Right. But that was, I mean, that was kind of middle school transferring over to high school Ian and then high school Ian kind of started to understand that, listen, girls, you know, are, you know, there's a ton of them and you should just try to get with as many as you can. And... (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I don't regret it in a way because my mom and dad always said, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't take one person for too long. And like you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you're not at the point in your life where you can just go get married. Right. And so, you know, I took that to heart and I did date. I dated a ton. I mean, obviously I was with one girl for approximately a year mm-hmm. during those, during those years in high school. Um, and that one was the hardest, obviously. And I've talked about that one a few times on this podcast. That one was the hardest, but... All in all, I can't even count the number of girls that I 
went on dates with, quote-unquote, hung out with, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, made out with. <laughs> quote-unquote, you know, made out with. You know, I know, there's not really much to uh, gander from that uh, from that definition, <laughs> is there? But, or from that, from that uh, logic, line of logic, but, and definitely, you know, my wife makes fun of me for my... <laughs> For my days as the town tart, so to right. speak, back in high school. Um, and I think that's because literally as soon as I got into college, I, it was like cold turkey. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse it was me. like, it was like going cold turkey off like cigarettes or booze. I just, I didn't touch it again. And it, you know, and, and not necessarily by choice either, which is the sad thing. Um, you know, what is that line from your I'm one? single he's by like, choice. He's like, I'm a virgin by choice. Not your choice. Not your choice. <laughs> But, but yeah, anyway, I know that opened up a lot of stuff, but yeah, that's, that's some, that's some advice from my, from my dad that I pass on to you. And I know there was a couple nuggets of wisdom in there, but all in all, it's just, he was, he was straight up with me, you know, he was real with me. And I think I always appreciated that. Yeah, man. I mean, if anything, just using condom, like that's... (laughs) Like, yeah. That's a good thing to take from that. Seriously. If you don't get anything else, just use a condom. Yeah, if, I guess. if you didn't take any emotional or metaphorical advice or spirituality from, from this conversation, then please <laughs> just remember, wear a condom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And I think, let's see. But what was, um, again, without any, without any judgment here, what was, like, what was a big the one that got away for you have any of those the one that got away i mean without adding any insult to my wife of course of course course. (laughs) and this is just judgment free right and we're not saying again oh i wish i could have done right i'm gonna go look them up on facebook and try to get with them again i'm just saying as far as like your high school experience goes like Mm -hmm. what did you always consider or not even or even before or even after high school whatever you want to call it like what would you consider the one that got away I mean, there's, there's like two girls who come to mind that I like, I don't know. It was like before high school, Mm -hmm. there was like, you know, I guess I feel like elementary school, middle school kind of time. It's kind of more an untainted affection for people. Mm -hmm. Like it hasn't exactly evolved into a physical thing yet. It's just like, oh, wow, she's really cute. And I like her personality. I want to be closer to her. Yeah. And so there's that one girl in middle school that I was like super super like as much as middle schooler could be in love with someone i think i was in love with her and then uh like i moved away to a different state mm. i moved to utah and that's when she decided to confess she oh, had feelings for no. me too and i just remember <laughs> being like damn it <laughs> we we went to school for three years with each other and i flirted with you relentlessly mm-hmm. And that's not like saying it's her fault. Like I should have made a move, yeah, right? But like I could have done the same thing. From my perspective, I was making the move. <laughs> so that kind of broke my heart for a little bit, but I got over it. And I, looking back at it now, like I've definitely like stalked her on Facebook, and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? This would have worked out anyway. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> because you know everyone, what? I'm good. Everyone checks in on their like old elementary pals, right? Oh yeah. And then the other one, I think, was like, it was the this one relationship where like we didn't really see each other that much. It was more, this was my long distance relationship Mm -hmm. where it was a lot of email when email was a thing. Ooh. (laughs) 
Like that was like the most exciting part of my morning in the summer was I got on my laptop and I checked my email and I had a new email from this girl. And that was super fun. And then what, what was the like MSN messenger? Do you remember that? Like, oh, I was never part of that. See, that was a see. And I wasn't either. I came on way too late. Just like with MySpace, Facebook and texting all of that. I was like a late bloomer, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely am getting those kind of vibes from this right now. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was all, it was all Gmail. <laughs> oh yeah. But then it bloomed. Cause we like, we went on like the, 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 trip before summer that mm-hmm. the school will do like oh, I went right. to the water park and i met her there and she gave me her email address Ooh, and then eventually yes. the emails the emails transition into me uh her giving me her phone number and then we just stay up all night through the whole summer just talking it was like the ultimate summer romance thing mm. and we went to two movies together and then after that it just kind of like faded away mm-hmm. you know it just kind of sizzled out but then, like, periodically through high school, she would just, like, reach out to me and she'd be like, hey, like, I hope you're doing well. It looks like you're having, like, fun doing mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. Because she'd, like, see we were friends on Facebook. And I had a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she'd be like, who's this girl commenting and, like, emailing you? Like, who emails you? <laughs> so she was, like, super <laughs> sketched out because there was a girl who emailed me. Which oh, oh dear! By high school, the iPhone had like made its big appearance, yeah. so like that definitely wasn't a thing anymore. Emailing wasn't, oh, man. and so she was always like super pissed off whenever I like got an email, and we would like Skype occasionally. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, "You better not be like talking to that girl." And I was like, "It's fine. She's just a friend I'm that we." Not. But uh, deep down, I was always like, "Man, like she's super fun to talk with," and I wish that I would have like been able to like hang out and date her more, but. It just it just never worked out that way because I again I moved to Utah and you know that's just it just wasn't in the cards. I know I understand, but that's... yeah, I think I think if I had been in high school back in Oregon and I had the mentality mm-hmm. that I had now, where I was like, you should date people and like figure out what you like about <laughs> girls and not just like stick Instead to one of the and... one who you think who you hold on so desperately to that uh, you just don't want to lose them. Very square peg, very round hole kind of situation. <laughs> like you will fit. <laughs> Your soul is as dry as the pages of the books to which you so desperately cleave. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think those two are always like the ones I look back on with fondness. Like, oh, you know what? Those are just good little summer love romances. For sure. And I don't look back with any spider thing. It was just like, oh, that was a very pure time in my life Mm -hmm. with with romance. But uh, yeah. I love that. Thank you. God bless you. You're (laughs) such a sweet dude. Oh, thank (laughs) you. You're you're so pure, so pure. Jimmy's mom, Jimmy's mom. But now you have Jimmy's to. Mom. Now you have to tell us. Oh, I think there are two. Perfect. Yeah, it's just like yours. So the one is one that I. Oh man, these are both my fault. It's the thing. <laughs> these are we'll both. skip over that part. <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't. It's 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 integ- it's integrated into the story. It's, it's a part of the story. It's it, the dialogue. It's important. <laughs> one was this beautiful, wonderful, fantastic redheaded cheerleader who was both in my junior high and then she went to a different high school, but we kind of stayed, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Um, she was oh, so sweet, so nice, would, would do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I treated her like crap. I was uh... a jerk. And, and I'm trying to think of the times where I like tried to do sweet things for her. And they're all overshadowed by how terrible I feel about like 
some of the some of the other things. Right. And I just feel like a huge jerk to this day. And again, I'm not saying it might be okay. Sorry. Everything everything all right? I draw my key because I'm fiddling with it. <laughs> Fiddle diddle. My apologies. Um, and again, I'm not saying that it would have worked out. Right? Right. What right. I am saying though, and here's the thing, the guy that she said was her best friend, who mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about. And again, in the end, I'm pretty sure she cheated on me, but I mean, honestly, I'm wondering how much I did to drive her to that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but she, I, again, I, that was never confirmed if she did or not. Sure. Right. But she sure. definitely, I'm just, all I'm saying is that after she, we, she and I broke up, she got with this guy and she's now married to him and they have kids. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like they were in a relationship from high school until now. Dang. So 10 years plus. Man. And so I feel to a degree that I could have made that better. And I'm not saying like I could have, oh, well, I could have been the one married to her. What I'm saying is that I, I could have made that experience better for us both. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like I did not give as much as I received. And, and that, that sounds like it worked out, though. Like, it, oh, you, it did. And and she's married, and she's happy, and everything worked out. And maybe hell, I was, maybe I was the broken road that led her straight to him. And, you were the conduit. <laughs> but but I again, I wish it would have been on better terms. And since then, I've I've talked to her and I've apologized, and she's oh, so given me nice. very short, brief answers. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure if she actually forgives me for the douchebag I was. And I've done this to a lot of girls and have not got a lot of responses. So yeah. I either don't get responses or I get very short responses. Mm-hmm. And so, which makes me feel like almost like a bigger jerk. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Ian, why are you apologizing for stuff you did in high school? And I'm like, listen, if it's part of my repentance process, let me repent. <laughs> like, let me, <laughs> let me find the comeuppance that I deserve. And the, you, at least you can find, you know, solace in exactly. yourself now. Yeah. And, and, and especially since starting this podcast, right. And remembering more of the stuff, but that's the first one. And the second one that I remember getting away was actually right after my mission before I'd met my wife. Mm-hmm. So bef- so when I got back from mission, I went to one semester of college before my, or sorry, two a year of college before my mission, went on my mission, got back and had a semester where Cassidy was in DC and I was up here alone. Right. And so I didn't even know her yet. And so I was very, what's the word? Uh, fragile i guess i mean you, we all are after a mission or after some or after an emotional or physical toiling experience something mm-hmm. like that right right and so the one girl who and you and you know this as a missionary but let me tell everyone else this you will write tons of people the first maybe three or four months of your mission mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll get tons of letters back it's about the six month to eighth month mark where you're not getting anything and people stop writing you, people stop caring about you, people forget that like, oh yeah, he's gone, he's fine. Sister and so my mom. <laughs> Jimmy's mom. But it's been really really it was it's a really really hard point. The person that continued to write me mm-hmm. and would and it wouldn't even matter if I had written back or not or if I stopped writing her, I could write her at any time and she would write back. Um this girl and I can't call these girls Karens, right? Because they're not. I'm I'm the Keith. Oh, right. It's but, just a filler. Yeah. Yeah. But these <laughs> girls, but this one specifically, I, I, she lived in my neighborhood like forever, like since I was in junior high and oh, no one so really paid a whole time. bunch of attention to her. Hmm. Um, and I did though, cause I thought she had this little emo streak, you know what I mean? I was, hey. I, you know, I was into that. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> and, um, she was very small, very short. 
very cute. And sure enough, like just as I bloomed on my mission, she bloomed while I was gone. A whole bunch of stuff happened, but she eventually moved back up here to go to school up here. So like everything's kind of lining up. Yeah, Everything is lining up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this going to work? And so we meet up a couple times and man, we don't do a whole lot except for just watch movies, talk. And then you go, we start making out. Um, and stuff like that. And so... Hey, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> and I... This is the way. I don't know why I didn't... I, I didn't ever take her out to do anything. Mm. Maybe it's because I didn't have a job at that point. Maybe it's because I felt like, you know, maybe we were taking things too fast or whatever. But I never, ever took her out on a date. And finally, when I was ready to actually, like, commit and do something, mm-hmm. she ghosted me. Oh, like, she ghosted she, you. I, I Yeah, and I think... And, and, you know, rightfully so, because I don't think, I, I think she thought that maybe I was a toxic person in her life. And not that I ever missed, I don't think I ever mistreated her or anything like that. Mm. But I think that she was ready for someone to take care of her, for someone to have, not, I'm not saying that in a, in a, in a misogynistic way, right? I'm just saying like to have a committed partner and I wasn't there yet. And right. so, <clears throat> uh, she, yeah, she ghosted me. I tried to contact her. I sent flowers to her house. I did a whole bunch of stuff and she never, ever responded or anything. Oh, wow. And now she's married and she's got a kid and she's, she's happy and everything like that. So I wish him, wish him well. But once again, it's one of those. And then later that next semester I met Cassidy and it's been her ever since. Yeah. And so, you know, things have a way of working themselves out. It's just one of those where I wish I could have made it a better experience for both of us. You right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that just sometimes those are just things that you need to happen and things you need to learn. You know, there's always like that cheesy, like rom-com, like old mom person who's always like, some people are putting our lives to stay for a long time and some people are putting our lives to teach us uh, quick lessons. Uh, And sometimes I think that's, you know, with as little cheese implied as possible. That's definitely what dating is. Like, <laughs> you need to date people to figure out what you want and mm-hmm. where you're at. And, and we're all going to have hugs and we're all going to have misses. <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately, sometimes you figure out that you don't want to be with that person a little further down the road than either mm-hmm. of you would like it to be. <laughs> bail. Bail. Eject. Abort. <laughs> Mayday. Mayday. But yeah, I think, you know. You, she probably needed to figure that out for herself, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. figured out, like, oh, maybe I should, like, do more than just watch movies and make out with women. And then you met Cassidy, and then, yeah, being bad a boom. Being bad a boom, everything worked out, huh? Everything, everything good. But uh, that's all the time we have uh, on Hugs and Misses. Wow, that time went very Look fast today. Look at that. Um, but anyway, that's all the time we have. So appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate everyone sending us their stories. Please send us Hugs and Misses of your own. Uh, to any of our uh, any of our social media accounts, or you can email us at hugsandmrspodcast at gmail.com. That's hugsandmrs spelled out at gmail.com. And with that, Alex, have a good night, my friend. You as well. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Hugs and Miss It. Crap. <laughs> Alex, dude, you should you should call that chick up who gave you her number, man. Okay. 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 I'm good. Shh, it's going to ring. Okay. Okay. Or is no longer in service. Oh. Oh. Sorry, bud.